What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Radical Ones. On today's show, you have a free ticket to the House of Wax. This is the 2005 horror movie reboot of the classic Vincent Price film. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and today I am joined again by my dear friend, Kadu, and we are talking about 2005's House of Wax. Welcome back, Kadu. How are you today, my friend? Thank you so much for having me. Hey, guys, I'm so excited because House of Wax is one of my favorite movies. So, yeah, I've been great. This is one of those movies, Kadu, that just us talking over the years came up that we both mutually enjoyed. Yes. Now, what was it about this film all the way back in 2005 that got you going? Was it the whole Paris Hilton movie? We weren't sure 
if she was going to be the lead, the horror genre. What was it that called out to you? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of slasher movies. So right after Scream, like Scream 3, we had a gap in this genre. So when they announced House of Wax, I was so excited because I was going to be able to watch a slasher movie again in the theaters. That was my first excitement to watch House of Wax. Yes. And at that time, I feel like the horror genre was really exploding with a lot of remakes. Yes. And like I said before, the slasher genre was kind of quiet. So they were recreating old stories. And then this Dark Castle company made sure that they recreate some of the classics. And that's how House of Wax came about. So Kaju's right. This was based on the 1953 film of the same name, which is also a remake of a 1933 film called The Mystery of the House of Wax, which is also based on a book called The Waxwork. So this has a long history with movie, cinema, books. Yeah, and shall I say, this is also a slight remix of Tourist Trap, in my opinion. Oh my god, that is perfect. I never even put the two together, Kadu. That is... It's a slasher from the 70s. Love that comparison. So it's a remake of a remake of a remake. I don't know, it's getting late. What do you want to do? Keep going. Why don't we just camp out? I mean, we're close enough, right? Where the hell is this place? Town's not even on the GPS. Hello? I don't think anyone's here. Hey, where's that house of wax? It is wax. Literally. You're not gonna go in there, are you? Look how detailed this is. Okay, this is getting kind of creepy. I have to say, it's a long movie, but it flies by. I don't think there's a dull moment after the first, maybe, just getting to know the characters. Once the story starts, this movie is a blast. Yeah, and what I love about this movie is it takes time to the audience to know the characters, you know? We got to bond with them, and then we got to Ambrose, the dead town. But the slasher thing starts happening when the movie's like 45 minutes in, so I think this is so amazing because we are invested in these characters. I agree. A lot of movies don't give us enough time to be with the characters long enough for us to care about them. And you're right, it's like 45 minutes before a death happens, but there is moments of suspense even up to the part where Carly is in the woods with Paige and they come across that field of dead animals and things like that. So it does keep you suspenseful. Oh, for sure. And I I love the atmosphere they create with the suspense since from the the opening credits, you know, they got the the flashback and the score. I love the John Altman score. I'm a huge score fan. You are building the suspense and you're in this journey with the characters. That score is amazing, Kadu. It is fantastic. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of scores. I love it. I mean, this is nothing new to say, but really music definitely helps movies. And this score is beautiful. So I'm glad you brought that up as well. And this is the 17th birthday of the movie. 
where did this time go? So this happens, I gotta say, every time we do something, Kat. So we did Charlie's Angels 1 and 2 previously. We also did I Know What You Did Last Summer Parts 1 and 2. Every yeah. time I think of these dates, I'm shocked how long ago these movies came out. And I have a funny story with the premiere of House of Wax. I was 16 at the time when the movie came out, but people under 18 couldn't watch it. So my friends and I decided to buy tickets for another movie and switch rooms. Do you remember what movie it was? Oh, probably some animation. I can't remember. So we did that and we were about to enter the House of Rex room, but then we saw a security guard there in front of the door asking for people's tickets and IDs. Oh no! Yeah, and as soon as we saw him, we were freaking out because we weren't 18 and our tickets were from a different movie. Oh no! So my, my friend had this brilliant idea of telling the security guard that our friends were already in the room with our tickets. So she asked if she could go in the room to bring the tickets back to him. And he agreed. And my friend ran as fast as she could and asked the tickets <laughs> to a bunch of strangers so we could get in. And in the end, we got the tickets and we were able to watch the movie. What a genius idea on your friends. Right. Part. But I remember us freaking out because we thought, oh my God, we're not going to be able to watch the movie. I got to say, I would never have thought of that, Kadu. I would have just gave up at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I I wait for the DVD. Yes, like, okay, I guess we're going to see this movie that we paid for. <laughs> Whatever it was. Wow, so you already had adrenaline going prior to seeing the movie then because you had this encounter with the security guard. Yes, it was so <laughs> suspenseful in its own way. And then we got to see the movie. That is amazing. Okay, so Charlie's Angels had an alternative title, of course, in Brazil. Did House of Wax have a title that was also alternative, or was it just a translation of a House of Wax? No, it was the translation of House of Wax. Here in Brazil, it's called A Casa de Cid. God, I love when you say those things. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I would never have known that was a horror movie. It sounds too beautiful. <laughs> A Paris Hilton movie. So that actually leads me to my first question for you. It was really exciting for this to be my first big movie. You know, I'm so proud of it. My mom was like, oh, that was really weird seeing my daughter like killed, but she liked it overall. Alicia's really funny. I love her. We really bonded because we were the only girls in the movie. Thanks for voting for me. It's hot. I love it. Kadu, do you think this movie has a lot of hate because Paris Hilton is part of the movie? I think it's a great suspenseful horror movie, so why does it get so much hate, you think? I think back in the day, for sure, there was some hate because of Paris, because she was just seen as a celebrity, and I think that maybe contributed to the flop, in a way, of the movie, but now the movie became a cult classic, and people are enjoying it, so so I think that's so much of the genre itself that yes. people are embracing it. And Paris is now so much more than just a celebrity. So I think people can 
see her as the the character and enjoy the performance. If you remember that night that you saw it in the theaters, did you have people cheering when Paige slash Paris's character was killed? Because that happened with mine. And I read later on that that's a thing. People were cheering when Paris got killed, which is so crazy. (laughs) I can remember if my audience was cheering when, when she was dead, but I remember when she first appeared, people were like, oh, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And she's not the worst thing in this movie at all. It's no. so sad. <laughs> I love her as Paige. I totally can see the character and not Paris. And her chase scene is one of my favorite chase scenes in slasher history. So I think she did a fantastic job. And what do you think about it coming so late in the movie? Because the best friend character, besides maybe Freddy versus Jason with Kia that lasts as a best friend till the end, I feel like the best friend always gets killed earlier on. And Paris is almost to the end of the movie. So at least she made it through. Yeah, and I think this is great because it reminds me of some characters like Helen from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes! Perfect. And Sasha from Yerba Legend. And so I think this is such a statement to Paris and the movie itself because it, it's such a memorable scene. Her death scene was so amazing and her chase scene was spectacular. So I think that whenever people think of House of Wax, they think of Paris dying. She's in, of course, a robe at that point, or her jacket's just hanging off, and she's in her underwear. So that always helps for people as well to remember this scene, I think. (laughs) Her running around in her underwear. And I love how Paris loves the movie. Recently, I got the special Blu-ray edition, and Paris gave an interview, and she was so sweet. She said that she loves the movie, and people always reach out to her, especially in Halloween, to say her death scene was one of the best death scenes in in cinema history. She's so proud of making this movie. I love to hear that because I feel like a lot of times maybe actors and actresses whose movie doesn't maybe do well originally, they kind of want to forget it. So that is amazing that Paris still embraces this. I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. So speaking of this special edition Blu-ray, what did you think of the transfer? And did you find anything new that you learned maybe on in the special features or behind the scenes? First of all, I have to say it is an amazing edition for every collector out there. You should have it on your collection because it's beautiful. And the transfer is great. The sound and video quality is amazing. And I love the extras. You know, like I said, there's an interview with Paris, an interview with the actor who plays her boyfriend, an interview with John Altman, the composer of the movie. Oh, Yeah, it's so interesting. And a lot of the old bonus features from, from the DVD. So I think it's... I must have, you know, every House of Wax fan has to have it. And now what do you think about that? It has a new cover, right? That was just made for this release that has Vincent on it, I believe. The cover is spectacular. Some people got the bigger version that it's almost like a painting, which is amazing. Ooh. It's so beautiful. You can have it framed, you know. It replaces the iconic poster, which is that supposed to be Paige on the cover? I always assumed it was Paris, even though we don't see her waxed. Yeah, I assume it's Paris too. And But the, that same artwork is inside the, the Blu-ray. Oh, so you can, is it one of the flip around? You could t- change the cover to the older version then? Exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. So you can have the original poster or you can have this new version. Although at this point, Kadu is saying how beautiful it is. 
is keep the new version. Yeah, and I have my old DVD with the old version, so I can have the best of both worlds. I see. I love that they got a special edition after all this time. I have to ask, what do you think about the actual House of Wax being made of all wax? Now, I feel like that is a sticking point for some people. They think it's probably a little too unbelievable. But what do you think about that? First of all, it's a great idea. And second of all, I think the production design in this film is spectacular. Gorgeous. It's so well done. And I can totally believe that the town is built on wax, you know? It does look so realistic. I don't know if they actually did use wax. But when everything is melting, it looks like real candle wax. And I think it's so real when you're watching them, just like you said, because they have all this work to make it believable to the audience. So I think it's a great touch to, to the movie to be realistic as possible. Hello? Hello? You see anybody? No, nobody. Oh. Hello? Hey, it's me. We're heading back. Really? Why? What happened? Traffic. Did you get that fan belt thing or whatever? <sighs> no, there's no one at the gas station. I don't know where we're going right now. So where do you want us to pick you up? Why don't you just hit up the road that we got off at for the campsite? It's washed out at the end. Call us when you get there and we'll meet you. We'll camp in the same place as yesterday, but you know away from that pet cemetery. <laughs> cool. See you then. Hey, where's that house of wax? Wade, what about the family? Well, there's no one at the station. Why don't we ask someone in the church? All right, all right. So going again with the town, that is one of my favorite parts. I don't know why. I just love these abandoned towns in horror movies. I think the ambiance and the feeling it gives you is just so creepy. And then finding out later that really the, the people in the town are all wax. The church scene later on, I think is is so creepy when Carly is ex trying to escape and she comes and she realizes that the church, everyone is these life wax people. So terrifying. So terrifying. One of my favorite scenes because we can feel her agony and I think it's so clever when she hides and one of the brothers is chasing her. So I think it's, it's amazing to witness this as an audience member. Would you want to go through something like this almost as we talked about on Scooby do having you know a real life place to go to would you want to go to the house of wax town and experience this oh i would love it <laughs> i would love like it an identical just a reproduction of this town with the movie theater and the church yeah i would go in a heartbeat what about you i would love it i think that would be in a great experience because do you find wax caricatures to be creepy as well i know this that some people don't like to be in wax museums or things like that alone or people some people find statues frightening no i really i actually enjoyed them you know there's a mystique that i think it's interesting and i always love a good picture so i would love to pose with some yes. some wax <laughs> statues 
You do always do great with pictures as well. I could only wish that we get you into a wax museum one day. Yeah, (laughs) fingers crossed. Speaking of the wax people in the town, I do love that the brothers have that older woman that is on a, I would say like a Disney World animatronic wax figure that looks out the window that makes people believe that there's somebody alive in this town. Yeah, the same with the puppies. The puppies. Oh my God, yeah. Yes, genius, actually, that they do this. Yeah, I think it's so smart. When we first watch the movie, we think that they are real people, that they are alive, that that it's a pet store. So when later on you discover that it's all fake, they are wax and make-believe, you are like, oh my god, it was wax all along. Exactly, because that moment when you realize when they walk into the funeral and they believe that Bo and everybody else is alive, but Bo comes out because he's probably, I guess, visiting his mother. We believe that those people are real. So it's fantastic how well that they did this and kept them in shadows, you know, hidden enough that we slowly realize that these people are not wax, but were once alive, actually. Yeah. One thing that I find hysterical is that they make people, real people, into wax. But with this group, whenever they got murdered, they're like slashing their heads off and... (laughs) And I'm like, how are you going to build a wax figure if you're going to dismember the the people? I'm picturing right now Dalton's character, right? Like when his wax figure, like, oh, we're going to save you. We're going to save you. And the head comes off because it was, yeah, it was just separated right off the body earlier. And Paige with the hole in her forehead. Again, that scene, the fact that she had that weapon, she was smart enough to take a weapon. She was so close to getting away. Ugh. Blake? Blake? Let's talk about that chase scene for a second. Yes, yes, please. From the moment that Vincent starts chasing her and Paige running into that old factory. I mean, it's it's amazing. What do you think? The fact that she's so vulnerable because she is not fully dressed. She's shoeless. She has nothing on her feet. So when she's actually sliced in the foot from below, oh my god, it gets me every time. And I think it's so, so smart of her that she grabbed a weapon. She wasn't just gonna lay down. I'm, I like all the characters in this movie. They thought Carly, the main, I guess she would be our main character. She was so smart that she always was thinking of a weapon or grabbing something or escaping. Yeah, I love Carly. I think she's so smart. And like you said, always prepared, you know, with the baseball bat. And then in the end, she's like fighting the brothers. And I think it's such a a strong message to, to send that a female final girl can be tough, you know, can be the one who kills the, the villains. Because she went through it. I mean, I was horrified each time that Bo puts the glue on her lips. I think that's so creepy. That scene gets me every time. I remember when I watched it in the theater. And that scene with the finger was so effective that my friend grabbed my hand so tight. She was so scared. And I remember vividly the sensation. It was terrifying. You thought your finger was going to be taken off, probably. Exactly. (laughs) 
Because in that scene, for anyone who might not have seen the movie, our character is screaming above to her brother, and there's a grate in the floor, and her lips are glued together like we were mentioning, but the character of Bo, who is holding her, cuts the tip of one of her fingers off to stop it being seen, and I just cringe every time. I'm looking for my sister and her boyfriend. Uh, They were looking for a fan belt or something. I don't think I've seen him. This is the only gas station in town, right? That's right. Yeah, then they were definitely here. I just told you I didn't see him. Is somebody else working? No, I own the station. And I would have seen him. Well, I was just here a few minutes ago and you didn't see me. You weren't even here. Sorry. Can't help you. What was that? Nothing, that was just my dog. And it's so real. So real, Cadu. I mean, honestly, even when Jared's character, his ankle is sliced, it's so real and it's so believable how he's acting as well in that scene. I love all the death scenes and the graphic stuff because they are so real. So you feel the pain, you know? Even to this day, I close my eyes when Jared's character of Wade, who is Carly's boyfriend in this movie. And what do you think about that shock? Because do you remember back in the day thinking probably Jared was gonna be the final guy. I mean, I know Chad Michael Murray was in it as well, so between the two of them, I feel like this movie is original in the sense that you think maybe Chad is gonna get killed or somebody else, but Jared ends up getting killed off and horrific to me. The whole wax scene of being burnt with that wax? Oh my god. And he is the first one to get killed. Yes! Holy shit, man. Hold tight, man. Hold tight. I'm gonna get you out of this. Oh! Oh, oh. Alright, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I think it's so smart because I love when horror movies do that, you know, Scream with Drew Barrymore. Yes. You got the, the big name, like Jared was a, a huge name in Gilmore Girls, and then he was starting to do Supernatural. So you think he's going to make it to the end, and he was the first one to go. And yeah, I love it. And do you think that Vincent works so fast? Because damn, I have to say, he put Wade in that House of Wax so so quickly. So quickly. Maybe he's a superhero. That was the fastest wax statue ever built, I think. <laughs> or should I say super villain? Super villain. Speaking of them, what do you think of Bo and Vincent? I like that they were these twins that were joined together. I, I have to say, and I like that they're both played by the same actor. And you don't realize it, I guess, until the end that yeah. they are, you know, the twins. So true. There's two moments that I think are very, I don't know, I think they people would say maybe poetic because it shows that one scene when Carly near the end and Victor slices through the two wax babies that were twinned. Oh, I love that scene. Very metaphor, right? 
for real life of what the twins went through. And then at the end, when they fall on top of each other and then are joined again with the wax, something about that that's ooh. And something about the main characters as well, because they are twin brothers. So yes. in, a, in a weird way, they got to replace the twin villains. So I think it's so, so cool to have this final moment between the, the four of them in that scene. It's that parallel of good and evil and Chad Michael Murray's character, Nick, thinks he's a bad person. So he always tries to be that character. But it shows, like, you're right, that he really isn't bad. And by the end of this, it shows the two of them. Yes, the, these two were the good twins. And then you had these twins that were doing all these terrible things to these people. And I like that, in a way, when we first watched the movie, we think that Vincent is the bad twin. But then later on, we discovered that Bo was the, the evil one. Because their mother, I I'm assuming, please correct me, Kadu, if I'm wrong. The mother did traditional wax figures, and it was Bo's idea, I'm assuming, to do the real-life wax figures? That's how I always took it. Yeah, I think that too, because close to the end, he said Mama would be proud because now we got the real people to, to make the wax more believable. Oh, yeah, yes. Ugh, so creepy, this whole movie. Okay, so another question, now that we're on the subject of the twins, what do you think about this? This has come up a few times over the years. A lot of people say that Chad Michael Murray and Alicia Colbert were too close in this movie to play twins. They said they almost looked like they were the romantic leads and Jared should have played her brother. What do you think about this? Yeah, I always saw people talking about it but i never got the sexual chemistry that people are talking about no me either i know a lot of brothers and sisters that have that rivalry and you know yes so i totally bought that they were brother and sister but for some reason some people saw them as like uh sexual some people saw sexual chemistry between them maybe it was the actors themselves but i agree i love the sibling part of this it's an actual brother and sister and not just a, two lovers. I think that's kind of nice for once. Yeah, and they are the, the survivors in the end. So I think it, it's so good to have the brother and sister surviving through a horror movie. Yes, and not one of them ending up dead, which yeah. is another cliche that would happen. Maybe the brother would sacrifice himself or the sister. I'm glad that they both got away. <laughs> What do you think about this? The character of Vincent being actually named after Vincent Frankenstein as opposed to Vincent Price. I always thought it was a homage to Vincent Price and the original movie, but evidently no. Yeah, you got me. I, I, I thought the same thing. This is a surprise for me. <laughs> Because th I thought that would make the most sense. I mean, if we could believe everything that's on the internet, I don't know. But evidently, this was supposedly supposed to be a Frankenstein homage. And Vincent's face is supposed to be uh, disfigured like a Frankenstein. But I thought Vincent Price, of course, because makes it so makes much sense. more sense. Yeah. I also read, Kadu, that there was an alternate opening where we see the character that ends up being Miss 
Ambrose was picked up early on hitchhiking on the side of the road by the truck and then later on we would see that the woman was then turned into the Miss Ambrose character for the pageant. Yeah, it's in the Blu-ray and the DVD, the extras. Do you think that adds something to it? Would you have preferred that was left in? Do you think it's okay that it was cut out? No, I was glad it was cut out because I don't think it add anything to the movie but it was a great scene. It was graphic but yeah, I I prefer to be out of the movie. Because I think that might have taken some of the suspense away from things as well if we knew maybe what the truck driver was capable of. Exactly. And there is that moment when Carly notices the headlight that always gets me. (laughs) Notices the headlight is the one that was knocked out the night before on the truck. And so creepy. Again, going back to Carly, it's so smart of her to notice that, you know? I feel like I would have just been oblivious. (laughs) Okay, that headlight's out? No. I would be freaking out. I want Cadu around if there's a horror movie. A good leader. That's what you need. Someone who's going to be like, okay, this is what needs to be done. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm a final boy or I'm the last one to die. No, you got it. You're going to be a final boy for sure. You oh. got to make it through to the sequel. I want to be in the sequel. <laughs> no, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. <laughs> I might be just way off, but what do you think about this? I feel this was the time when Final Girls had to be in a white tank top because I always think back to Wrong Turn. Then I think back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake all in the 2000s. And I feel like all of the leads were always in these white tank tops, the females. (laughs) Yeah, you were so, so right because it was a trend back then to have the the leads in the, the white tank top. So House of Wax did it and did it fantastically first with chad's character and then with alicia's character yes we get to see a quick shirtless scene between that and paris's dance later is the one sexy scene of this movie (laughs) yeah everyone can enjoy it yes there's something for everybody (laughs) that's right I actually like, though, that it's not all about sex, because I feel like so many horror movies, it's just sex, sex, characters having sex, Paris's character and and the boyfriend try a few times, but it's never really done. Yeah, I always enjoy when they hint their sexual chemistry between the characters, but not really shown, you know? Right. It leaves you wanting more. Wanting more, and we got to experience the, the story itself, not just sex scenes. Exactly, exactly. I would rather have the more time in that town than spending it in a tent in a sex scene. Yes, I agree. And speaking of great scenes, we have to talk about the theater scene with Baby Jane. (laughs) It was so good. It was a perfect choice to show Baby Jane in the theater because it was so creepy. That song, it's so haunting.
It really is. And the perfect scene, exactly. It's it's horrific in its own way, that movie, Baby Jane. It's it's creepy. And then having it playing in this theater, yes. With Betty Davis singing that song. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> and what a voice. <laughs> what a voice. <laughs> it's so chilling, you know. It goes perfect with the scene. Cadu, there's so many moments in this movie that are so suspenseful that I can't believe people wouldn't like this as a horror movie. Because if you want suspense, you have it. And if you want blood, okay, maybe it's not gushing blood, but it is brutal in a lot of scenes. Yeah, and thank God for DVDs and Blu-rays and streaming, because now audiences are loving House of Wax. And in fact, I read a couple of years ago that the writers were trying to make a prequel of House of oh, Wax. Oh, how amazing. Yeah, with the story of the older characters that got turned into wax. I would love that. Yeah, I would want that too. I mean, if if we do get this resurgence with the Blu-ray and new generations, I think anything is possible. Yeah, you can have a prequel, you can have a sequel. I mean, I'm ready. Oh, the sequel. Okay, so did you ever think that it was going to turn out that there was a third brother at the end? Did you think that character was actually Lester's character from earlier? Did you think he was connected originally? If you could remember back to the first time you saw this, were you surprised that at the end he turned out to be the third brother? Dun, dun, dun. Yes, I was so surprised. Never crossed my mind that he was a major character. I thought he was just a hillbilly, you know, a creepy one. And then we would forget about him. But I thought it was such a shocking surprise that he was involved somehow. He is so creepy and like, but then at one point you kind of go, wait, is he just trying to be nice and they're really mistaking it the wrong way? Like he said, I'm just trying to help people. But no, he was actually bad. (laughs) I found it on the side of the road a few weeks ago. What are you guys doing around here? We were all, uh camping up through those trees he was the third villain of the movie yeah see and that could have been a sequel if this did well i'm assuming that's why they left that in there for yeah for sure i would love to see him going after carly and nick or even some new characters you know with texas chainsaw massacre it makes it comes to mind now that the netflix movie that just came out why aren't they doing things with properties like this yeah maybe someday like i said the writers have interest to revisit the franchise so maybe and this is a big question i always had was there a significance to the video camera at the end. I always thought they were going to play the camera and find something on it, maybe realize that they were being filmed the night before, but nothing ever comes of it. Yeah, I think it was right at that time when found footage were a huge thing. Yes. Of course, with the Paris sex tape, I think it was all connected. I always thought that same thing too. I was like, wow, is this really... (laughs) for Paris. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's interesting because it's such a, a moment of that time, you know, when people were recording everything before TikTok and Instagram. So I think it, probably if they had a sequel, they would add that some scenes from this camera or, or even make a sequel based on a found footage. I don't know, something like that. That's a great idea. A found footage sequel. Yeah. Because I always was waiting for the credits 
gets to have the video playing every time i was like oh that would be a great idea like they took the video camera and they made a point to say that you know no we need this video camera the policeman said and then when nick's able to take it i always assumed the credits would play and they would show like vhs footage of paris and them in the tent but maybe something was cut and we don't even know (laughs) yeah i think they were so sure that it was going to be a hit and maybe they would do a sequel and we never got to to see those tapes but yeah i agree with you i wish i really wish we did i'm always questioning horror movies if the cops are involved in these small town things and i'm always thinking did they know did they know that the people were doing this thing but no that the cops actually turned out to be just as dumb as ever <laughs> so nothing happened with them but <laughs> Oh my goodness. So this is another movie that I feel like if anyone hasn't watched it in a long time, you might be surprised how well this stands up 17 years later. Kadu, thank you so much for being here again. Oh, thank you so much. I always have a blast with you and talking House of Wax, which is one of my favorite slashers. It was an honor. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And where can the lovely people find you when you're not hanging out on the radical show over here? (laughs) Please follow me on Instagram at Kaduluongu, one word. And I, of course, will have the link in the video. For anyone who wants to follow Kadu, you will not be disappointed. When he tells you he likes to take pictures, they're beautiful. Matter of fact, he just went to a Jurassic Park restaurant in Brazil, and that is a gorgeous place. Yeah, I highly recommend it. If any of you ever come to Sao Paulo, Brazil, please check it out, the Jurassic Park burger. It is amazing. And I've been seeing more and more pictures now because I'm following their Instagram, thanks to Cadu. And it's so good. It's so good. I wish we had something like that here. My God, it's amazing. And you can always find the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word on Instagram, as well as YouTube. And we're always updating that. So join us next week when we kick off summer early with the Summer of the Dead, where we're going to be tackling zombie movies each week until the end of September. So I hope everyone likes horror and zombie movies. I'm sure they're fans. I hope so. I hope so. And I have to say, Kadu, thank you again for not only being here, but just being an awesome friend. And this man gives me so much support, motivation. He means so much to the show and what I do. So thank you again. Thank you. I'm a huge fan of you and the podcast. So all the success. Thank you so much, Kadu. And we'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy House of Wax anniversary. That's it. Yes. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.